Hey everybody, Nick Espinosa, your chief security fanatic here, and today we got to talk about 300 million jobs here in the United States and in Europe that are at risk thanks to generative AI or the chat GPTs of the world. Now this is coming from Delphine Strauss writing for the Financial Times and I think this is an important one and it's something that we've all kind of been talking about but now we're getting some quantification on it. The latest breakthrough in AI or artificial intelligence could lead to the automation of a quarter of the work done in the entire United States and the Eurozone or European Economic Zone and that is according to research now done by Goldman Sachs. Now the investment bank said this past Monday that generative AI systems such as ChatGPT, and I quote, which can create content that is indistinguishable from human output, could spark a productivity boom that would eventually raise annual global domestic product by 7% over a 10-year period. But if the technology lived up to its promise, it could also bring quote-unquote significant disruption to the labor market, exposing the equivalent of 300 million full-time workers across large economies due to automation. And that's according to Joseph Briggs and Devish Kadnani. This was the author of the papers for Goldman Sachs. You know, attorneys and administrative staff would be basically those that are at risk of becoming redundant. And that is absolutely true. It's amazing at writing things like legal documents. I, I will tell you a story about that in a minute. Now, basically, Goldman Sachs is calculating, or rather the authors, that roughly two-thirds of jobs in the United States and Europe are exposed to some degree, uh, basically to AI automation, based on the data on the tasks typically performed in thousands of occupations across pretty much every vertical. Most people would see less than half of their workload automated and would probably continue in their jobs with some of their time freed up for more product, uh, productive activities. I'm going to talk about that in a second, too. In the United States, this should apply to roughly 63% of the workforce force according to their calculations. On top of that, a, a further 30% working in physical or outdoor jobs would be unaffected, although their work might be susceptible to other forms of automation. And that is absolutely true. Uh, you know, as I'm working with, uh, you know, basically like things like construction or labor unions, those kinds of things, automation and robotics is a huge thing. Imagine an AI-based robot that, for example, can drywall an entire floor of a high-rise building in 24 hours. It doesn't stop. It doesn't need breaks. As long as it's fed drywall, it will keep on going. And I have seen that video of that doing it. And so obviously, instead of having a crew of skilled labor doing your drywall, you've got a robot that's doing it, won't stop, take it to the next floor and just keep banging it out. Now, on top of this, about 7% of US workers are in jobs where at least half of their tasks could be done by generative AI, and they are vulnerable to replacement. Now, Goldman Sachs also said, Research pointed to similar impacts in Europe as well at a global level since manual jobs are bigger, a bigger share rather of employment in the developing world. It estimates that about one fifth of work could be done by artificial intelligence or about 300 million full time jobs across all the major economies. The report will uh, stoke debate over the potential of AI technologies, both to revive the rich world's uh, flagging productivity growth and to create a new class of disposed white disposable, I guess, or dispossessed white-collar workers who risk suffering a similar fate to that of manufacturing workers in the 1980s as we started to outsource everything to China. A lot of people lost their jobs both here and in Europe. And that is essentially, uh, you know, the name of the game here. This is going to be a huge, huge thing. Goldman uh, also estimates the impact are more conservative than some of the academic studies, which included uh, the effects of a wider range of related technologies, such as robotics. Uh, a paper basically published last week by OpenAI 
AI, they're the ones that created ChatGPT, found that 80% of the U.S. workforce could see at least 10% of their tasks performed by generative AI based on an analysis by human researchers and the company's machine large language model, or LLM. And I've talked about ChatGPT and Google Bard and all of them, uh, you know, in these videos and podcasts and also on my radio show. Europol, the law enforcement agency, and I've also talked about this, has also warned that rapid advances in AI could aid essentially cyber criminals online so that these dark LLMs may become a key criminal business model of the future. And that is obviously a concern uh, because these things can write code, including malicious code. And that is actually very easy uh, to do. We I, Again, I've done examples of this. I've written on this. I've written an article for both Forbes and Smirconish on this. So this is a huge, huge thing. Now, Goldman Sachs also said if corporate investment in artificial intelligence continues to grow at a similar pace to software investment in the 1990s, U.S. investment alone could approach 1% of the entire U.S. GDP by 2030. And that is absolutely absolutely amazing in size. Even 1% might seem like a lot, but when you're talking about tens of trillions of dollars, 1% adds up very, very quickly. This is how critical this is becoming. It's also one of the reasons why Bill Gates says this is the next moonshot. This is the next iPhone. This is the next Windows, uh, you know, 95, if you will, that got humanity on the same technological page. Goldman Sachs estimates are based on an analysis of U.S. and European data on the tasks typically performed in thousands of different occupations across multiple verticals. The researchers assumed that artificial intelligence would be capable of tasks such as completing tax returns for small businesses, evaluating a complex insurance claim, or documenting the results of a crime scene investigation. They did not envision artificial intelligence being adopted for more sensitive tasks such as making court rulings, which is actually happening in Estonia, not like murder charges or crimes, but like, a, let's say, a landlocked dispute where there's actual data that the AI can uh, basically judge on. They're doing that in Estonia and have been for years now. On top of that, they did not envision checking the status of a patient in critical care, although we are seeing advancements in artificial intelligence looking at cancer in a new way, at COVID in a new way, and a whole bunch of other things. They also didn't envision it studying international tax laws. That said... ChatGPT recently passed the bar exam. And to this point, absolutely. There are a lot of things that artificial intelligence would not be good at right now. Uh, you know, just in my own job in cybersecurity, it's a great and handy tool for, let's say, creating things on the fly in terms of documentation or, uh, you know, looking at problems in a, a, a new and unique way. And so by virtue of that, it makes it much more effective than Googling or trying to find a template and doing other things. I mean, it is, it has definitely, most definitely saved time. For me, it's worth $20 a month. You know, and on top of it, you know, in terms of, of legal standards, and interestingly enough, I was speaking with an attorney the other day and uh, just talking about ChatGPT and how this would be good for legal documents and all of that, and actually had it create basically like a sample legal document I could show an attorney on, you know, a specific type of letter. And I basically showed that to the attorney, and the attorney said, wow, that is perfect. And, th and those were the exact words the attorney used. That is perfect. All I need to do is just fill in the specific details, but that is perfect. And I thought that is exactly what we are what we are doing here. While it's good at generics, uh, you know, as long as you can train it and tune it to your specific needs, your specific data points, it's going to do a pretty good job. And so I think that this is going to be disruption. Now, are 300 million people going to lose their jobs? No. That's not going to happen. I don't think so. Are people going to get freed up and have more time for productivity as they keep their jobs as tasks are moved to Goldman Sachs's point? Absolutely. I'm already seeing that happen in my life as well. 
And so I have no doubt I'm not the only one, uh, you know, but this is going to be disruptive. We are going to see people lose their jobs, which then opens up the greater societal issue. We're not done having babies. It's not like we're stopping growing the population. And so by virtue of that, if we are growing up a generation that doesn't have any kind of, uh, you know, labor, like 16-year-old kids, if, if, if I'm driving through the McDonald's drive-thru and talking to an artificial intelligence and a robot is taking my credit card and a robot is delivering my Big Mac... How are we training the next generation? How are we getting basic skills? Not And it's not just learning how to make a hamburger or take a credit card. It's interpersonal skills. It's customer service. It's all these things. And so in the next five to 10 years, you know, am I going to be never talking to a human being when I actually need to talk to a human being? Are all my automated menus going to be backed by ChatGPT and I will forever be talking to artificial intelligences when I'm complaining to the Comcast and the Time Warners and the Verizons of the world? Or, or, or is there still room for that? And if not, what do we do with all the excess population that simply cannot find work because technology has superseded them? How do they get retrained? And if so, what do they get retrained on? What workforces other than manual labor are going to need their help? These are things that we have to discuss. Is this universal basic income then? Is it not? What does that do to tax structure? I honestly don't know. And if I did, I'd probably be recording this video on my own private island. So so here we are. These are discussions we have to have. And uh, hopefully you'll have them with me because I'm very curious to hear all opinions. I, I don't think anybody's wrong right now. We're all trying to figure this out. And that's kind of the name of the game. And please like, share, follow me here on Facebook and Twitter at Nick AESP, where you'll get 100% human Nick 100% of the time. Same with YouTube, where you should subscribe. And as always, stay safe, stay online, and please attempt to stay private. Thanks, everybody.